with Mona Mahajan, U.S. investment strategist at Allianz Global Investors. Mona, always good to have you here. So give me your take on yesterday. What the heck happened? Yeah, it was certainly an interesting move, especially after we got that phenomenal move higher in the 10-year yield since the beginning of the year. You know, keep in mind, we almost doubled from 0.91 on January 1st to nearly 175, 180 range to the 10-year. So perhaps we're just taking a bit of a breather. The other story that comes to mind really is, um, you know, the U.S. globally, when we're, we're thinking about this, um, had been really what we, we had seen in an environment of U.S. exceptionalism. You know, their vaccine rollout was really improving. The numbers were really starting to come through in a big way. We saw that with retail sales. We certainly saw that with the, the jobs numbers last week. Earnings have been quite strong as well. And so, you know, when you compare the U.S. to the rest of the globe, Europe is lagging a bit. Uh, China and North Asia a little bit ahead of us. So we're really coming into this sweet spot. Uh, but perhaps when we got, you know, some of those strong numbers, it was a sign to some market participants that perhaps this peak of U.S. exceptionalism is, is upon us. And so mm. the yields came off, the dollar came back down. Um, interesting moves, you know, in our view, perhaps setting us up nicely once again for a next leg in this value mm. rotation. I like that point. So basically a breather and a reset, but a longer trend that that doesn't really uh, change too much, it seems like, is the message. Uh, I'm curious about yields versus the dollar, because we've seen the two be in touch for most of this year. Uh, the relationship came back pretty tight, that correlation. But uh, there are some that uh, will say yields can keep going higher, but the dollar doesn't have to go with it in the next lag. And to your point yeah. about the U.S. exceptionalism, how do you think about that relationship going forward? Yeah, absolutely. You know, generally speaking, we we uh, do see the the tenure continuing to grind higher here, and we made a couple of points around that. But generally, when you think about the environment prior to the pandemic, in the ten years prior to the pandemic, um, the average tenure yield was actually two point four percent. That was in a growth environment where growth in the U.S. was one and a half to maybe two and a half percent. Uh, we're looking at much stronger growth this year. We're certainly looking at strong growth above potential next year as well. And rates continue to remain in this sub 2% uh, area. So we, we see the case for yield starting to grind higher. From a dollar perspective, you know, we do think as the rest of the world catches up, um, you know, the dollar no longer becomes that kind of flight to safety. As global growth picks up, uh, we do see an environment of dollar weakening once again. Now, mm. we don't think that happens over the next quarter, given you know the U.S. is on this amazing trajectory. But from a longer-term perspective, we do see um, the dollar weakening trend resuming. Okay, now here's the look at the 10-year yield. Your point is that uh, the kind of the averages that we were dealing with and the ranges at the 10-year yield were at prior to the pandemic over the last 10 years. The average 10-year yield was about 2.4%, average real GDP about 2.3%. So if the GDP is reverting higher, we should expect the yield to continue to revert higher. Is that kind of the message here? That's that's essentially the message here. And of course, you know, keep in mind that the tenure tends to be driven by not only growth, but also inflation perspective or, you know, inflation expectations. And so that also we see starting to climb higher, although we weren't all that concerned about the, the most recent inflation print at 1.6% for the core CPI. We think, again, inflation generally has been so well contained over the last 10 years that perhaps the economy and the Fed will welcome a bit of inflation. So, uh, but we do think, generally speaking, the stronger growth environment and the stronger um, inflationary environment certainly lends itself to a stronger yield environment, at least back to 2%, which you know historically is not, not all that strong, but at least uh, above the last two years or so. Okay, so still some more here to go with this uh, and potential for the dollar in the short term to go that way as 
Uh, we've still kind of got the first mover advantage on the recovery here yeah. in the U.S. What does that mean when we connect it through to stocks? Potential for yeah. that value rotation to come back as well? Yeah, you know, we think there's another leg higher in the value rotation still as the numbers come through in both um, earnings and the economic metrics. We're starting to see that already. Um, you know, if we think of some of our conviction um, areas or conviction themes, um, certainly, you know, yields grinding higher is one of them. The implications for that, uh, ongoing strength perhaps in the financial sector, you know, including banks, but also across financials broadly. Um, ongoing opportunities for yield curve plays, so, you know, steeper yield curve or yield curve differential between, you know, U.S. and Europe. Um, other areas that we like, you know, the reopening we think will happen in earnest this summer. Uh, and so some of those really cyclical, you know, true reopenings, the airlines, the, the leisure and travel names um, still may have some legs. And then finally, we think about, you know, the Biden agenda and politics general. Policy has been a real driver over the last year or so. And, and this year we're seeing infrastructure, um, certainly some names there we like, but also 5G and cybersecurity, which have been lumped into this infrastructure package. And of course, clean energy. You know, clean energy is a sector that was super hot after elections and, and had a pretty uh, substantial sell-off afterwards. But we think it's a long-term secular growth story. And so, you know, we have some tactical opportunities lined up nicely. Okay. And Mona, looking at the, uh, the other possibility that we were thinking about yesterday is this kind of rolling strength in the market that while, you know, we can kind of look at it as this pivot back to growth the last couple of weeks. Mm. We also saw that uh, with the growth category, we didn't really get participation from the frothier quarantine stocks. Yeah. Uh, it was more kind of those high quality companies. And then right alongside it were utilities, staples, and then yesterday healthcare jumped. What's yeah. the possibility here that uh, the market has just kind of run out of ideas? I mean, with the data yesterday, if we can't rally the value reopening yeah. stocks on that, then then how are we gonna do it? Yeah, no, it's a great point. Um, you know, look, I think generally speaking, when we talk about one, one more leg in the value rotation, we are also mindful that we've had a phenomenal run in value since November. Um, sectors like energy, financials, industrials have been up like 70%, 40%, 30% plus. Um, and we are probably, you know, getting towards these last innings of this early recovery playbook. And so we are looking at a few headwinds coming on, on you know, in our, uh, in our window over the next few months or so, over the second half of this year. Those include things like, you know, rates continuing to, to grind higher, as we talked about, but also peak growth probably happening in the U.S. in 2Q or so. And then, you know, the Fed, it's a little bit of an unknown right now, but at some point they will acknowledge that we no longer need this crisis level accommodation. And so mm -hmm. uh, we are seeing headwinds arise. We do think, you know, this one last leg, it's, it's hard to time, but, you know, maybe seasonal factors come into play. There's a sell in May and go away, um, but that may be pushed out a little bit this year. Uh, and so generally speaking, yes, we're seeing the market churn a little bit. We certainly think some of those high duration or longer duration asset classes like the frothier growth names that you alluded to have been put under some pressure in this environment. Uh, and perhaps, you know, there's a rotation as yields have come back down to the more bond proxy sectors, to the more uh, traditional growth sectors. Um, and this may rotate away once again. but. We are, you know, thinking about being a little bit more selective, a little bit more active in this phase of, of the recovery play, uh, especially as we face some of those headwinds coming through in the second half of this year. Mm. Uh, Mona, last thing here before we go to the bell is uh, thinking about risks. I mean, it seems mm. like the outlook, right, it, it looks almost kind of too... 
uh, you know, uh, good to be true to some degree. Maybe not too good to be true, but just kind of well telegraphed, I guess, is a better way to put it, right? I mean, we see the GDP expectations. We see the topping potential that you talk about later this year. What are the risks as I think about Ben's comment at the top of the show, or Kevin's rather, that sometimes markets just go in the way of most pain? Uh, just kind of yeah. curious for a short take before we go to the bell. Like, what's the, the direction of pain right now if we were to go there? Yeah, you know, I think um, if we do see another like higher in the value rotation, people may be uh, tricked once again into thinking this is an unending rally, a never-ending mm. rally, and we get a period of consolidation quickly after that. And I feel like we do have to consolidate some of these phenomenal gains that we've seen in this value rotation. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, inflection points and growth are sometimes correlated to inflection points in market as well. So if we are thinking growth peaks, even though it will remain well above potential, you know, throughout 2022 even, uh, that peak in growth may indicate um, somewhat of a peak in momentum in, in, in this rotation, at least. So keep that in mind. Um, no real hard headwinds uh, unless we see something happen with the, the change in trajectory and the COVID cases, et cetera. But otherwise, the backdrop is good. Growth is strong. Rates are low. Stimulus coming into the system. But just be mindful of a peak in growth, which could lead into a peak in, in, in momentum and, and value rotation.